1: Challenge Cup champion Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today is Tuesday the 22nd of March 2022 and I am definitely not Patrick Smith. My name is Joel Neil. We are without our fearless leader once again. But I am joined by my two good friends after uh, quite an eventful week for your Belfast Giants. So without further ado, David McGimsey, how are you my friend? Did you have a nice good time at home at the weekend during the week? It, sorry? Was, it was
3: absolutely fabulous to be at home. I was, as always that happens for whatever reason, I don't know that don't deserve it. I get spoiled rotten when I'm back home from mom and dad but Simon Taft took me for lunch you know hanging about the rink all day after work and just getting spoiled rotten so I appreciate that it's never ever ever taken for granted the access that we get and it's really enjoyable that uh, we get little rewards for the and we do put in hard work as well so it's a little reward for that and uh, it is but I am really grateful for it yeah
1: and uh, you're I think your airport chauffeur on the on Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday
3: whenever yeah. that
0: is
1: Simon Kitchen, How are you tonight, Says. Yeah, I'm all right, not too bad. Busy week, so yeah,
0: it's uh, um,
3: yeah, honestly, to go, to, to go back and that I know you're taking the McGarnall same air. This big guy can't do enough for me when I'm home. He picks me up at the airport, he takes me back. I'm an idiot, he runs me in between. We'll go for lunch, even Wipe even what's up?
1: Wipes your arse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't see why a big day like me should be wiping me own. So you know, he's he's always said that. To be fair,
1: no, it's 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 very very sweet. Um, it's it's testament, I guess, to to the length of your friendship and and how much you've all been together. I always kind of see it whenever you're back, David. It's very very lovely. Um, but listen, boys. Um, it's been quite a week. So without further ado, uh, as as you see, obviously, uh P. Smith, our fearless leader, has better things to be doing tonight. He's um off with work commitments so i'm gonna try and run things here davy's gonna try and do the techie side and says is gonna try and give you the hockey knowledge so um davy without further ado mate, game one of the week was a big one uh on wednesday night your belfast giants finally after uh, a long challenge cup which began all the way back in goodness whenever that was september october finally got to the final in the SSE arena against the cardiff devils 7319 a virtual sellout was on hand to watch that one and as we all know by now your belfast giants had the overtime win in the 64th minute courtesy of ben lake uh says i'll start with you you obviously had a, a uh, an evening off here from uh, your your normal sort of uh, broadcast duties and, and hopefully you got to actually sit back and watch the game and uh, what were your thoughts obviously the uh, a cagey start and the giants then uh, went two goals down
0: Um, I thought we started really, really well, actually, to be honest. I thought, I mean, the majority of the game, um, you know, we we controlled. We were, you know, there's a lot of people um, talking and making excuses about the 4-D. That's not our problem. We've got to beat what's in front of us, and that's exactly what we did. You know, yes, it's tough on four defensemen. We've been there. You know, I remember a couple of seasons ago, we were down to three defensemen on occasion. and, And, you know, you just need to find a way to get through it. And I thought we played really, really well. Davey and I were sitting watching the game uh, together for the whole for the whole game, and, and you know it, it's difficult when you're used to sitting talking the whole way through the game. Um, it's difficult to to uh, shut up, um, and I, I you know I, I still find myself sort of commentating while the game's going on, and, and um, you know I, I said that Davey, uh, you know it started at the end of the second period. You know the third goal is absolutely crucial. The next goal in this mm-hmm. game, if there is one, is absolutely massive, and and you know. Cardiff got their two goals because we made two mistakes. That's mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. We you know, we 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 have been as kind of friends from Neil, uh, the coach Russell, you know, we've been wax lyrical about um Griffin Reinhardt all season long. Um and he made a couple of mistakes. Um him and Cam Knight, you know, two two mistakes to and we conceded two goals, and that's very uncharacteristic of him. And you know, it, it was one of those games where you know we we as I say we we, we had to puck for long periods of time. Yes, Cardiff had shots on goal. And when we got the end stats through the next morning, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. And I'm pretty sure they were wrong um, because, you know, But did we, I mean, it did say on the end stats that we got through, they got 10 shots, nine on target yeah, for the whole I, game.
3: I think in terms of the, the, the end stats throughout the Ben, I ain't going to do the game. Came for keeper. half the first period wasn't even uploaded for them to do the stats. So give them a ball on it. But they, they, they had a bad day.
0: Had a 100%. bad day in their stats. But coming down, you know, you're, you're 2-0 down. You're getting into the third period. And as I say, I remember saying to Davey, this next goal is huge. They get the next goal, they're going to win the game. That's it. And we managed to come out and get that third goal. Obviously, they make it 2-1. And, and from then on in, yeah, I thought we were brilliant. I thought we really, really pushed the game. Besco come up with a massive save yeah. a couple of minutes ago. Um, you know, that, that was... That, that, that was the game right on the stick there, to be honest. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you see that play coming around behind the net there to tie it up, a goody, uh, to make it two each. And, you know, for the first goal, again, you know, that man, Mark Garside, which playing in his 599th game for the chance, throws it to Hookie. Hookie gets it on target and, and Carruth makes a mistake. <laughs> don't know. That's exactly what happened. He, he basically made a mistake. He didn't block right away into the corner. So he's, he got in the end of it and the, the crease, made it 2-1. So, it was. I thought for. A, I know there was there was a lot of neutrals watching that game, and for anybody coming in to watch it for the first time, it was absolutely massive and a huge game and a great, you know, a great um, advert for for British hockey. Uh, but you know, I, I don't. I'll let David go on here and talk about the the overtime uh, goal because you know, again, I've never made it down a flight of stars as quick. After we we scored that. Uh, But, you know, brilliant to get the win overall. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I thought we thoroughly deserved it.
1: Yeah, as, as Simon says, there, Davy, uh, the the third period, what was the spark that that Tyler Soy sort of plucking it out of the air, um, and even on, on the second goal, I think something that went a little bit under the radar is how Scott Conway at the edge of the crease just takes his man out of the way uh, for David Goodwin to, to hit that. Um, just brilliant to see those kind of little things all paying off. But um, as Simon says, obviously the the roar the roar for that first goal from Tyler Soy was uh, rivaling the Ireland game in the Continental Cup, and, and from then on, then the Giants were spectacular.
3: I felt honestly, not even from then on in the chance, respect. I, I felt we bested the whole game. Um, the two and, and Sam talks about mistakes, and yes, the, the puck gets slightly caught up. Griff gives it away at the blue line. Cam Knight's chasing it back, and he just lifts his head to look for the stretch pass. And it kind of gets caught up on the ice just a little bit, maybe a little bit of puddle or whatever. And it just slows down by the time he looks up again, it's too late. And, and they've made a play, the forwards coming back just don't pick up just quick enough. And the second one. It's actually Bomber and, and Gary, I think, on the ice. And Scott Conway kind of toe-picks and, and goes into the boards and loses his man. And by the time I think it's Gary realises he's getting the puck, he goes to close the puck, and it's bang, bang, it's in the net. And we're playing catch-up. But at 2-0 down, lesser teams could crumble. And I think, that they're, I know it's cliche to say the sixth man off the ice and all. The crowd were exceptional. Even when we went 2-0 down, they got behind the boys. And, and it was a bit of a rally. Don't underestimate Laura Small's partners who came in at the end of the second period and went, Don't worry, we've got this. I'll not tell you what she did, but she did something that was clutch <coughs> that she was so certain was going to come up and, she, and it came up trumps and won. That third goal, when Dogs pops it into the coops and he drives that net, Simon will talk about this. The guys play this little pass under the pads for, for Laker coming in. I know Paul Eddy said on, on commentary he tries to lift the beat, doesn't he? Just slides it under crew's pad. He identifies that Cruit has gone. If you're on WhatsApp, that's or if you're on YouTube, that's a good he has gone to the post. Um he covers <laughs> he covers that post and he's covered everything low with his pads and he's covered everything high with his shoulder. And Coop's alert just slides it in on the pad for Ben Lake to come in, takes takes a nasty one to face. But you know, you do those things to win championships. And for me, I think the Giants dominated for long, long stretches of this game. And Simon talks about neutrals. There is on the big screen, neutrals, Cardiff fans, and credit to the Cardiff fans that stayed and clapped the presentation as well because they're better than I would have been. And you know, fair play, that. But here's goody lifting the first trophy of the season and, um, on the night, absolutely well deserved. And you know, a bit of adversity for them that had to come back from two goal deficit, but they stuck to the task, they stuck to the process. We talked, I'm not 100% sure if Simon. Went on to mention about the 4D. Who was it on the left side? Of the 4D, Simon Matt Register. We go. Matt Register, Kevin Ryan has they've broke down the left hand side, and Kevin Ryan has led a massive hit. That then the, the pucks got chipped out. And we've got a, a defensive zone. Let me get rid of this here off the screen. Um, we've had a defensive zone face off and. Sam and me were talking as he says, he commentated the whole way through the game. I stood the whole way through the game. He sat and commentated beside me the whole way through. And um I would say, I would say your out.
0: left arm's probably got a few bruises on the next moment. I
3: think I think Smozie came and stood beside me. I said that's a really, really bad place to start. <laughs> Every hit you're pumping into him. Um but we we both commented. Redster register's out on his feet here, and credit to him, he'd gone sixty-five minutes or whatever, and he played over half an hour. Um, I think the four the four D men played roughly half an hour each, as you would imagine, with only four um, D. But he was out on his feet, and when that puck goes wall, he just doesn't quite have it in him to get back. And that was the attrition of the Giants, just keeping going, getting it in deep, making them turn, making them turn, making them turn. So credit to the Giants for keep going. When that game went and goal although it was uh, reviewed. When that went in, Simon Kitchen has jumped and we've hugged each other. And <laughs> we, were in, we were in box seven, and I think Kel and Mac were there. And by the time i high five Kel and Mac, Simon Kitchen was on the ice.
1: Yeah, stunning, so that tells you, stunning st-
3: st- st- Like, this, this guy can still move. And, uh, yeah, so it was a great, great end of great evening. We were very fortunate to be allowed access down on the ice there to see the things happening firsthand and get a wee picture with the trophy and all, all the things yeah. that... that um, we're, we're very fortunate to be able to do. But in terms of the hockey, I don't think you can complain about the result. Had it been a wider result and not gone to overtime, I think we, we probably deserved. And as Simon has said, more than anything, one standout highlight there that I didn't have in the clips was that save from with The speed that he comes out, right, with was on it. He just comes right out of the top of blue paint, one on none. They score that, it's dead. And uh, we just stuck with the task. We stuck with the process. They kept believing in each other kept rolling those couple of lines and, and got their opportunities. And when when Goody, Peck, and and Cons don't get the goal, you can be sure that Coops and Ben Lake are linking up there. So dogs. So credit absolutely brilliant night. Brilliant night.
1: So uh, yeah, just that we obviously have two more games to talk about as the Giants kind of got back into to league action. But just before we move on from the Challenge Cup final, um, Simon, you talked about the neutrals and, and a massive crowd that was in that night. I, th- I can't remember who I was speaking to, but I, I think it was to Robert actually on the ice after. I said, you know, look around. There's nobody in a seat tonight that's going to leave that arena and go meh probably wouldn't be back like that's a fantastic night for business but also the continued investment from the odyssey trust it was the opening of the new off ice bar says and and it's just fantastic to see those facilities continue to be worked on and developed and and you obviously are are amongst that every day
0: yeah there's more changes coming as well i mean the new bar uh, everybody was there obviously you know we got a chance to say we were on the the stage in the corner having a bit of a conversation and um and then there's a the guy playing music as well but look and that the thing about it is it's not finished yet there's still a few changes need to be made to it but the F and B team have done a brilliant job to put that whole thing together and um and obviously you know get the, the ops team to get it all open. So it's been um it's been a long time coming. A few more changes to be made and um are being made at the minute but it's it's long from over the, the Odyssey trust are are there for investment and um they're there for
1: the long run. So it's
0: looking mm-hmm. good.
1: Uh, and thank you to everyone who joined us for a view from the bridge live ahead of face-off much appreciated and as uh, my good friend David Majemsi brings up the second game of the week which was Friday just keep talking about it (laughs) which was uh, the 19th of March which was Friday right Uh, Saturday was it? it was Saturday. Saturday Uh, Saturday's encounter with the Dundee Stars as the Giants got back to league action uh for one your final score so no challenge cup hangovers here Belfast streaking into the lead with three goals in the first period Dundee chipping one back in the middle period and then that last goal in on the 43rd to kind of kill the game off uh, came from JJ Pekaric, uh, 4,213 in attendance for that one. And your referees Andy Dalton, David Good, Linos, James Nelson, and Vitas Lukasovicius. Um, David, I'll come to you first on that one. That was a professional return to business for the Belfast Giants, and probably you know what you you would consider a potential banana skin. So soon after a massive performance and a massive game in the Challenge Cup final.
3: Yeah, well, you could be um, mistaken for thinking there could have been a little bit of a, a hangover in terms of, I'm not talking about, well, probably a bit of a hangover as well. I'm sure the boys were allowed to, a day to celebrate, but this team's all about business and, and say well, we're, we're fortunate to be down there talking to some of them after the, after the game on Wednesday night and there sure is a, a big appetite that, you know, to go and get more um, success, breeds success and, and boys want to, to keep winning and... That first period was always going to be crucial. Coming out there, Brighton Priest had had rock. maybe four wins on the bounce. says something like that. Four out But we got at them early. Um, Deco made a really good point about the difference between a goalie that blocks and, and gloves with different hands and the differences that, that little idiosyncrasies that makes for players. But we got at them early. Bush getting that first goal was absolutely crucial for us to come out there a quick start. And that gives us that little bit of belief. Just even looking at that that video, and I know I know Deco mentioned it with you. Priest seemed to go at a lot with his glove, and maybe not just glove it down very much. And I think he's identified. I think Deco even said it in the in the scouting report from the goals with watched over the previous weeks. You know, a lot of the saves he'd made glove side were shrugs and elbows and stuff rather than clean. So get shots at his glove and, and go in there for the rebounds. And and the boys did that. And then you come up with a second goal. The, the the power play one, which we've been quite successful with top of the right, the bottom of the left and across the same. It's usually JJ pick and it's on the, on the bottom left. They're talking them away as it start pick was on the top and it was on the bottom end of it, but a lovely goal. And once you're three now up, we were cruising at that stage. And I think that let's um, come on, have his say, I think that enabled us to not quite take the foot off the gas, but game manage because we, with, it's, it's only natural to start thinking that you've got another game in 24 hours or less actually in 24 hours. And, and travel in between. So it gave the boys a, a bit of a comfort blanket there that they didn't have to go for the full 60 minutes flat out. It
1: says you were back in the, the, the broadcast booth um, and back in your familiar surroundings. JJ uh, Pickenich in post game called that a business performance from the boys. Um, and I think he's he's pretty right about that. That was a workman like and unprofessional performance from the Giants. Yeah, well, I mean, as we touched on there, you know, they, they certainly were allowed off uh day off
0: on Thursday to celebrate the. A cup final win but they're all told you know guys friday morning make sure you're ready to go and and adam said it was probably one of the best practices of the season so mm-hmm. um you know they came in saturday morning had a good skate saturday morning to get them loosened up and and um and you could see as soon as they come out you know the dundee stars and furnace had a, i thought they had a couple of good shifts to start off the game but then once we got the first goal we sort of took over and and again, taking your feet off a of pedal and, and Adam utilizing the, the food four lines and obviously, you know, just throwing in Boucher and Cooper and Pickenich, just rotating around the uh, in between longer and um Darcy Murphy. But um I thought it was a I thought it was a great performance, to be honest. For for something that being a big week and all the focus being on the Challenge Cup yeah. um final game, I thought it was really, 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 really successful and what but dead. And and just watching these two finishes by Picanich. I mean, you could... Identical. The
3: first one. What's that? Identical almost.
0: Uh, I I did mention at the time, it's these different gravy. You know, when he's, when he's firing, he's just unbelievable. And, you know, hitting 80 <clears> points, <throat> and I think it is, Dave. He's just, you know, two goals and one assist on that night. Got them on a match performance. And you can just see him here. I mean, Craig Moore, had the, 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 he led the team in minutes, there against us the other night as well. But he left him standing. And Portier just didn't close him down quick enough. You know, if you give him time and space, he's going to have to hit the target. Dicko did touch on uh, Bryson Priest, you know, struggling with his, his glove and sort of clasping and stuff. And you see that in, in younger goaltenders. And, they, they, you know, they sort of let, they, they, they try and be a little bit too eager. They're throwing their hand at it. When they're throwing the hand at it, it sometimes hit the rim and, and he can't get his hand closed on the puck enough. So that's where you get your rebounds from and it pops out right at you. And, and we got that first goal against um, from Boucher. So solid performance. Uh, you know, as I say, you. To be honest, if we were going to slip up that weekend, that's the game I would have thought we were going to slip up at. Um, you know, Dundee have beat us already three times this season. The only team that beat us more than three times this season has been the Cardiff Devils. So, you know, you, you see what they get against us. They sort of find a way to, to yeah. annoy us, and, and it was important getting the first goal. That was absolutely crucial on Saturday night. But uh, they come out with the two points, um, unscathed, you know, ready to go to Nonningham, sorry, uh, Manchester the next night. Yeah. And uh, and as I say, just getting the the uh, the sales back on the after um after the, the week that they had, and then to find out that Sheffield were beat uh, made have even better. <laughs> so you know, if, if there's a long long, I've said it before, there's a long 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 way to go in this yet. Um, there's only eleven games, but uh, nine games right, but there's still a lot of hockey to be played.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, just before we move on to the next game, I don't know, does anybody have any thoughts about Brython Priest? He's obviously a young British goalie. He's only 24, um, quite limited experience. He's played, I think, in the States or Canada for a little while, but um, a lot of people kind of tip him for kind of being one to watch for the future. Anyone? I, I'm
3: not talking about him because <laughs> that's okay. He's cost me a few quid. <laughs> that's well, all right. There's, can... a lot,
0: there's a lot of young goaltenders around the UK. Not just the elite league, you know, playing in, in lower leagues that have, have got an opportunity. You've got the kid, Jordan McLaughlin, at Dundee, uh, at uh, Glasgow. Sorry, he's played a bit of hockey at, at, at Solway. Um, you know, you've got a couple of you've got the kid, um, Will Cur- Curlin at Nottingham. seems to have a decent uh, background. You've got the kid at in Coventry, can't remember his name. Um, you know, there's a lot of young goaltenders about, and it's a toughest, toughest position to get because at the end of the day, you know, you've got 20 four 25 guys that they're allowed to take the world championships um, and three of them are allowed to be goalies. So, you know, it's a tough, tough position to get involved in. Bounds is still going to be around for another few years. Jackson Whistle is, you know, arguably uh, between him and Ben Bounds when they're going to get the um, the world championships coming around. So there's, there's not very many opportunities for them to grab hold of.
3: I was going to ask says what age is Jackson? He's not that old altogether. Jackson's 25, I believe. Yeah. So no age, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. it's an interesting one anyway uh, on to Sunday and the the now traditional Sunday sweats it was another thriller uh, on the road for your Belfast Giants as they headed to Aldringham and the Drizzle Dome um, our fearless leader Patrick Smith was in attendance to watch that one um, and he watched quite a game your Belfast Giants obviously uh actually it was it was the Storm who scored first I think Adam Brady scored early on, on the power play goal um the Giants brought uh it back to 2-1 by the end of that first period had three unanswered in the second and then it all want to be a bit, bit p in the third. Um, Simon, I'll come to you first if you don't mind. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on this one? How can you summarize? Um, obviously, I think the Giants may be in the driver's seat certainly through to that third period, and then, and then things didn't really go their way.
0: After 40 minutes, I decided, right? Okay, I mean, to be honest, I was in the middle of, of accepting all the bets manually for the auction, so I was just sort of keeping an eye <laughs> eye on the goals come up as goals. We're 5 1 up, and I said, right, Jazz, let's go. We need to go down and get a few bits and peace out of the guys before I go to hockey. My hockey change, on on um <clears throat> sunday night and when i turned around uh, and came back from going to the garage, um it was five eight when i'm sitting going what is happening here and we yeah. just we just we just fell apart you know it's it's one of those ones where um you know you it, it, we just i don't think we come out of dressing for the third period um i i, I haven't caught up with adam um to find out if there was a um um, what's the word for it? Uh, prognosis after the game to find out exactly what happened. But in the history books, it'll just say six five Le Belfast Giants, and Correct. we find a way to win. You know, we sort of come out in the the um, you know the, the the penalty box. We talk about it all the time. We need to stay out of the penalty box. Yes, was there a couple of soft calls from the ones that I seen? Absolutely. Rainer's won over the the hitting it over the. The glass because the glass is like three foot high over there um yeah. you know that's a, that's a stonewall penalty all day long that doesn't help because they get a couple of part i think they, was it was a three part play goals they got yeah, um, three, you yeah. know three part play goals on the night your mom brady got a hat trick you give them momentum in their own rank and we know they're decent so it's um it was disappointing to concede that many goals um in the third period, four goals in against in the third period. And as I say, we just didn't turn up. So bottom line, we come out, we get the goal in the um, in the overtime period. Great play by uh, Rayner, just tipping away from the guy behind the net. Uh, Goody sends one right up a wall to, on the coops, and he's away in for a breakaway. So great finish by him. And uh, as I say, 6-5 is all you're going to worry about down the line. The one thing that is a concern for me is we should have got it done in regulation because the regulation wins will count at the end of the year and this could come back to bite us in the arse. It's
1: a very fair point. Uh, David. I think uh, Coach Keith talked a little bit in, in media kind of post-game about just uh, whenever that's happened, there's nothing you can do about it. You find a way. Uh, Mark Cooper found that OT goal in the 1 minute 35 of overtime and uh, you just have to scratch it off and carry on because the next game's coming thick and fast. But what are your thoughts on, on kind of what went down in the third period?
3: Yeah, we lost a little bit of momentum for sure, given that um, early power play away in the in the in the third period. There'll not be many players have a a, a short handed, or a, sorry, a power play hat trick against this. You know, get he got all three of his goals with the extra man. The five on three at the start, bit unfortunate. You know, Jackson isn't able to keep it out, but we'll come back really well. Sam Rip crashing the net again and again. It's actually Sam had the initial shot, came back and he's passed at the the Rainer. Rainers had a shot. There's a delayed penalty coming. he jumps into the mix. There's a big scramble in front. And, and Rude, Big Sam goes in and goes in and goes in again. Has about three or four bites at it. And we'll come up with the one each. Then Longer gets one. Nice to see Longer getting a goal. Um, jumped in on a line change. I think it's Conway's came off. Picking it and Goody have, have, have found him with the puck. I know it's down as unassisted, but it's certainly not. Um, um, number six, Jeff Baum keeps it in at the blue line. Tips it back inside. taking a bit of a ricochet. And Longers came in and found the top corner really nicely. Dogs has come up with a good goal. We've gone 5-1 up. Everybody in the arena. Simon, not in the arena, has gone to the shops because the game's over. Apart from one guy. <laughs> Zach Sullivan's on commentary with... Um,
1: Fair play to the, Zach Sullivan, yeah.
3: Yeah, and Zach Sullivan called. He goes, the team aren't list yet. They will be in the locker room here. We've reacted well after the fifth goal. Um we'll come out and we'll try and get the next goal. And Simon talked about the, the Cardiff game, about next goals being crucial. And players will talk about that. The next goal, even 5-1 down, next goal is crucial. 5-2, anything can happen. 5-3. And that's, that's the way it went. Um, we just played a little, it was Derek Walser might have called it a little loosey-goosey in, the, in that sort of 10-minute period from 40 to 50 minutes. And all of a sudden, uh, and you, you talk about the ice tilting, the ice had tilted, and we just couldn't get that puck out of the tiny neutral zone. And then it became a bit of a track meet, as someone said the other week there. You know, we're going up and down the ice. And unfortunately for us, they've got that fifth goal. Tied it up. And at that stage, you're hanging on for the regulation win. You know, they came up with a few opportunities. Jackson Wilson's made a good couple of saves. There's been a few blocks through in there from the boys. And of course, we had our opportunities to win as well. And Bokasio made a few saves for them. It's gone to OT. And as you can see in the game sheet there, it's down as Rayner is the only assist. But I think Rayner picks it off behind the goal. And Mark, Mark Cooper actually has the puck high in the Manchester zone. I'm really sorry for people that are on YouTube. I had the goals cut and file corrupted. We just didn't have time to go. Oh, forgive you, mate. Koops has it on the half wall, right? um, About halfway into the the Manchester zone. And it kind of bobbles off a stick and they get a breakaway. Koops actually identifies quite quickly that it probably looks like um, Goody and Rayner are going to win the battle to get the puck. And he kind of, and this is a really crass term, but he cheats. So he comes back round and, and sort of hangs out at third blue line and, and they just haven't identified. Oh dear, he's in behind. Rainier passes along behind the goody and goody just bang hundred fifty foot pass. Well, it's not that long. The rink's not that long. Hundred foot pass, bang, and he's away the races. And once he he once he's in one on normal, but Casio, just ever so slightly dips. Bang, it's over his shoulder. And game's over. So really, really fantastic to come up with. You know, the the pass for the game winning goal in the in the Challenge Cup final to come up with the game winning goal in, in OT in OT. I know Simon says about the regulation win, and he's absolutely right. We're a little bit ahead in regulations wins against Sheffield. We've got to play him a few times, we've got a few points of a gap, but these are crucial. You gotta win those games in regulation when you're five one up. Game management and all it just it happens. You'll agree with that too. Simon, sometimes you just can't work out what happened. I don't know that we need a massive push mortem on it, other than we've got the two points. Yep. And, and we'll have to move on
0: yeah it's, it's about the
1: momentum you know it, 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 if you bring long should you bring longer in now because he's there
0: Is Is
1: it? It, him in, why not it's uh, it's time for the fan agenda brought to you by our friends at belfast giants tv and uh davy if you don't mind bringing in a man who hit the net twice in his old house in Ultringham, mr kieran long Oh, hilarious! You're rookie,
2: My rookie, right. rookie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> rookie <area. laughs> it's been <laughs> a while, You boys. probably hears
0: behind. The, you probably hears behind the scenes are talking about the the game on on Sunday night, and you've been you've on that. You played in that. Rink before, <laughs> um,
2: You
0: know, it, it's it's a, it's a tough place for any team to go into, especially if the Storm get a bit of momentum. And they come out in the third period. I just said, I don't think we come out for the third at all. It was real tough for us. But they get that power play goal. They get another power play immediately after that, which they... I'm not sure they scored on the park play, but they scored just after it. And you, you give them momentum, you give any team momentum, um, and they've got a chance of winning. And that's exactly what we did to them on, on uh, Sunday night.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, at, like going into Manchester, you, you could have any kind of lead. It's, the game's never going to be over because it's such a smaller ice service. And like, like we saw on Sunday, anything can happen within seconds of that game and give credit to, uh, to where manchester um they really stuck it to us that third period and I, I think we were a little shell-shocked but thankfully we uh reacted well enough in ot to get the two points
1: uh, i'll come in there uh, longer it's a building that you have success in you obviously had what was a, a breakout season in manchester which led to your signing for for the giants is it that old familiarity that comes back in that you played so many games in Aldringham? you're you're comfortable with the dimensions of that smaller ice pad and the conditions in that in that rink that that kind of propels you to
2: success whenever you go there um yeah i, I would say like knowing the ice service is a lot easier um it does it does help um you just, you just have to be way quicker with your decisions and not think about what you're about to do. You, should, you need to kind of know what you want to do before. It's like You need to be three steps ahead of the game, really, in Manchester because you, you don't have the time. I actually described it to someone. It was very... When you go to Manchester, it's almost this, a similar experience to being in World Championships mm-hmm. where you just don't have the time at all. I and even know that when you're playing the World Championships, you're playing on
0: full-size ice. Oh yeah, you're playing with guys that are so much quicker.
2: Yeah,
3: David, <laughs> Joel. Well, well
1: um, I, I'm back I, to the show. It's, it's just it's all at the
3: minute. Well, actually. actually, that's Karen. all right. Okay, I was talking. I was talking to says earlier on. We were talking actually talking about the Manchester <laughs> game, and I was saying that I was describing. Simon had gone to shops because the game was over. Um and and it obviously tilted slightly the ice on us and we ended up with a draw, but we're talking about the two goals and in, in particular you scored and it was kind of fortuitous. You jumped on there. I think you swapped with Cons both times and you ended up with good and yeah. coming up with, but just going into the slot for the second one, keeping your stick in the ice and, and letting those guys find it and, and getting shots away quick, I guess, was, was crucial as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I was fortunate on the first one. I literally come from a bench and there was kind of a little bit of a, a cluster going on in in the slot and then like, fortunately the puck flew out like straight to me so i was able to get a good jump around the crowd and made a good shot and thankfully went in
0: longer you've you've played quite a few positions this season for us obviously not goalie yet um but I, i'm still waiting we, for that call up we're still waiting for that call yeah don't don't uh count your chickens um the um what's your favorite position
2: oh Left wing would be my natural position. Um but I'm I'm here to win trophies. So in all honesty, anything will do if it gets the job done and it helps the team.
0: You've you've obviously, you know, you've you've given up those four goals. Um we get the winner and uh, an OT. Um what's the conversation address now after the game? Adam pleased?
2: uh it's <laughs> more of a well let's forget about that and <laughs> we won't, won't bring this uh bring this one back up and look look we we like we had a, a crazy week with the challenge cup win and then going straight into that weekend with two tough games um so was, i would i think we're all just happy to get out of there with four points because we've all got bigger things on our mind
3: Let's let's take it back then. Longer to Wednesday night. Um, quite a night. Over seven thousand packed into the SSA and the Odyssey, which is a brilliant night to be involved off the ice. what, what was it like being on the ice for that? Oh uh, yeah, it was
2: mental. Um, it, it was good <laughs> to see the full crowd. Um, it was just it was an awesome Belfast Cardiff game, really. Um, unfortunately, my cross check was a little too hard to start the say, game. Talk
3: me talk me through your first shift. <laughs>
2: well. <laughs> I got my head kind of jolted uh, from a hit, and I kind of just thought, all right, let's try and get the crowd into it. I, I initially was going to try and fight him, but I may have had too much anger behind the cross-check and sent him flying. Obviously, I'm going to get a penalty for that, so he's not going to really come after me to, to affect their power play kind of thing. But thank, thankfully, the boys had a big kill for me.
1: And we will go to Twitter for a few. There was a lot of excitement about uh, the man I have dubbed, the Damon Barber of Belfast. Great haircuts, by the way. Follow Longer on Twitter and, and catch up with when his availability is. Um, Davey, I don't know if you have a wee video for me ready, mate, but I want to start with a VIP question that's come in on Twitter um, from the other Demon coach of the Belfast. Ball, you-
3: right, hang on. Might have the QS again. Give me a chance. <laughs> I <Right>. know. <laughs> oh, got a mute to see us. Need Paddy back. Hang on. Yes, here we go. Yes, yes. Third time, yes. lucky.
1: Third
3: time, lucky. here we go. No, he's ruined it. He's ruined it. Okay, I go. Five, yeah. Fourth time, lucky. here we go. He it. said... Oh.
2: Oh, Dahi. We are joined love you by... too, Dahi.
1: <laughs> a video sent in there uh, from from Seth and Martin uh, by by Coach Dahi, who was uh, in his Adam Keith suit at the game on Wednesday yes. night and, uh, and making everybody very, very happy. I walked past him after the game, and uh, he was in his buggy wearing his suit, just absolutely crushing a teal cupcake, and there was just icing <laughs> all over his face. So I was like, that is how to celebrate. But uh, Coach Dahi wanted to ask if you would do a little five-year-old skin fade. Is that, uh, is that in the uh
2: That is not in the care long at the moment i mean i could give it a go and i'm sure the boys in the shop will give me a hand um we we could give it a go i mean dahi's a legend and i'd be honored to have coach I sit in my barb seat any What a day. kid. What a kid. Um, what a legend. Question from Alan
1: Brett uh, and Siz brought it up there. Being able to play at both ends has been extremely helpful when shorthanded. Did you enjoy transition, the actual transition to playing D? Um and do you think it's improved or helped your overall game having that kind of uh technical knowledge of of kind of every position on the ice, pretty much apart from a goaltender at this
2: point? Um not really. I, I, I I've had to play D previously before for um, a couple teams in the EPL Um, and I've always kind of in my later 20s I kind of picked up more of a defensive mentality during like in in the second league I was quite successful so I'd won quite quite a bit in that league Um, and one of my teammates Joe Greener um, he was always like it's good it's good that i can score goals uh, mm-hmm. but it's you have to have a de- defense mind first mentality if you want to win championships and ever since playing with him I've, I've i feel like i've always kind of had a defensive mindset even even when i was scoring a lot
0: longer i wanted to ask you i mean i've seen um uh i think it was yesterday um i scene seen that we karen brown from leeds had scored just over 100 points and there's a lot of positivity about it. fantastic it's great to get him scoring goals and a lot of staters fans um saying that he should you know step up and there's a lot of people jump on the thing on the, on his back saying well you know he's playing why would he want to jump up the elite league he's playing it you know whatever amount of minutes he's playing he's scoring goals he's playing shorthand he's playing power play time um what's your view on that as a player I mean looking at the, looking at the, the bigger picture playing elite league hockey the highest level of hockey in the UK or taking that step down to play on the EPL or the
2: NIHL, whatever it might be. What, what's your view on that? Um, well, obviously, with my career, I, I spent 11, 11 or 12 seasons in the EPL. Um, and that obviously helped me with being able to play every like important shift, playing on power play, playing penalty kill. It gives you that experience. Um, but I would say for the younger generation it, that you do learn a lot playing but you can also learn a lot from watching um it is a difficult one but i think personally kieran brown if he if he doesn't think he might even have personal reasons as to why he's not playing in elite league, we, we don't yeah. know that um so th- there's a lot to consider um if, if you don't think you're going to be playing too much at a young age and i think at a younger age the best thing for you to do is to be playing the game
3: Longer, let's bring it bring it forward a few days. Big, big weekend coming up here in the Odyssey. <clears throat> the team I love to hate, or I just hate, um, coming in. And, uh, you know, it's got to be almost one one period of time, one shift at a time. We can't get too far ahead of ourselves, but this is a big weekend again coming up there, kind of, you know, improving a little bit, if, if anything.
2: Yeah, I think we've been saying it for a long time now. Every every game here here on out is a playoff game if if we want to win that league title. Um we can't afford to drop points. Uh, everyone knows we have to play Sheffield three more times, which could be like that could be the league deciding three games right there. Um so it is just take it day by day, game by game, and not try to look too far ahead and get carried away kind of thing.
1: Longer, does it Does it kind of, well, I mean, I'm, I am certainly the furthest thing from a pro athlete and uh, <laughs> some, something that's kind of been joked about during the week on Twitter and everybody kind of going back and forward after, a couple, obviously a couple of games that were quite stressful. Um, the anxiety absolutely hangs out of me when I watch kind of any of my teams and especially the Giants just because they mean so much to me. Whenever you're a player, like at this stage of the season when you're really down the stretch and whenever those games are kind of coming and thick and fast, there's not much left and it's tight at the top do you carry nerves are you okay in your day and daily life i I guess it's all part and parcel of the job
2: yeah uh, and i guess through experience as well you kind of you know being one of the older boys unfortunately you (laughs) (laughs) you, you've you've been like i've been in similar situations so it's just trying to pass what i've been through previously down to the younger lads yeah and that maybe not have have been in the same spots um but it is, at the end of the day, all about being composed and consistent, which we've showed so far all year. So I think we've, we've got a great group of boys, and I think we, we, can, we can get the job done. It's just we need to stay consistent with it.
1: It's no surprise, but you're a braver man than I. A couple of questions from Twitter just before we wrap um thank you very much for your time tonight, mate. Um Teal Tripper asks after a topsy turvy season before COVID halted the last played season. Um whenever you came back into Belfast for kind of your your I think it was your first full or we there the year before, my head's away. Um, did you feel that you came in with a, a point to prove after kind of coming back um with with that season that had been called early? Um, you know, I think that's obviously in reference to the breakout year in Manchester, and then obviously a little more muted in, in the scoring charts the kind of the, the year after. Did you come back with a point to prove?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I think every player would. Well, I think the thing with being a player, you, you're never going to be happy with. Like the, the year I had in Manchester, I wasn't happy with the points of finisher. I wanted more. You, like you, <laughs> you, you're never going to want to be satisfied um, if you want to be better. Uh, so yeah, you. you I kind of have that attitude every year that you want you want to bet yourself, and I mean, it's the same with most things in life. Every Every year, every, well, every day is a learning day. So, like, you, you, there's days you think you've, you might have mastered something, and then someone else comes along and does it way better. And you're like, "How did you just do that?" <laughs> so, like,
1: <laughs> you have just described my experience of sitting on this podcast every week. Um, <laughs> uh, one last one from Twitter: uh, Chris Stanley asks, "What's your favorite barn to play in away from Belfast?" I'm gonna hazard a guess at Manchester because you keep hitting the onion bag. But do you have, do you have a favorite place to go apart from the SSE Arena.
2: Um. That's a tough question, actually. What would we... No, not really. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> the company yeah. line. Yeah.
3: Liberats was pretty good.
2: Yeah, that was cool. Um Lulia wasn't as cool because we didn't really touch the puck. Uh, what else? Where else? Augsburg. No, yeah, Augsburg was cool as well. That, that, that I always wanted to play a German team. and that, that was a, a sick experience just because like you you see videos of the fans on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot yeah. and it was cool to experience like the atmosphere in the German game. Just to even a... just to Sorry, go yeah. back
3: to the Liberettes, just to even like walking around you know behind the scenes there, the setup of that rink and the hotel beside it. And like there's more spin bikes outside the locker room than David Lloyd's has. Like it, it was just, <laughs> it was an incredible, incredible setup like they had of the boxes, the suites, the, the rink, It was just stunning how how the other half live and we are like we're blessed in belfast with an amazing facility but that's just like different level yeah no it
2: was uh it was an experience seeing that and liverage actually i got to beat uh meet up with one of my old teammates who's uh from prague so he took a trip down to see me so that was pretty cool as well
1: listen uh you're probably getting a little bit of downtime tonight before probably being on the ice tomorrow again longer, so we will let you go. Thank you so much for, for joining the show again. Find Karen Long on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, if you want to drop your handles, mate,
2: anybody want to get a haircut? Anyone need a haircut, you know where, you know where I'm at. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, just hit me up. I'm, he's I'm he's taken
3: bookings from mid-May. After yeah. the season's over, he's he's full-time barber oh, yes. again. So yes, up until June. Up until June.
2: June is completely off. <laughs> well there is, there's one week in june i can do for some people but sure. yeah, you know, the big old wedding day is going to take oh, priority it's
1: coming up yeah but before you go plans going well uh, how, how much will yeah.
2: you find a plan a wedding oh it's well if i say i've planned any of it i might get killed so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no that sounds about right to be fair
2: <laughs> yeah no we're just to, uh, finishing off small details now so it's getting pretty exciting to be honest.
1: Excellent. Well, we obviously wish you all the very best. Um, it's weird, I haven't seen the of you from the bridge invite. That's really strange. I must check my email. Inbox. It's
2: in, it's <laughs> in the post.
3: You've <laughs> got yours yet, Joel. No, yeah.
1: like that's That sounds about right to be fair. Listen, all three of you enjoy the day, right? I'll be watching <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Um uh, Longer, thank you so much for your time tonight and uh, and good luck this weekend. All the best. You're
2: well, welcome. Thank you, guys. Cheers, Gate.
1: And David's gonna kick you out.
3: I can kick himself, out, but here we go get lost. <laughs> get lost. <laughs> All right, guys, cheers longer there in the background, but um, yes, appreciate you coming on there.
1: Boys, uh, we will take a really, really quick run through scores from around the league and some news. Um, just if if you don't mind, normally as a partner, Paddy goes, Joel, the news, um, but I'm just going to hand it myself. Um, last Wednesday, the Manchester Storm defeated the Coventry Blaze 2-1 out in the shootout. Um, Friday, they took it back to Aldringham and beat the Blaze 4-1. Um, also on Friday, the Cardiff Devils dined the Glasgow Clan by four goals to two. On Saturday, the Clan went away to Guildford, winning 3-1. The Nottingham Panthers in probably what was the the headline game of the night, apart from our own at the SSC Arena, um, the Panthers came back and beat the Sheffield Steelers, I think, for the first time this season, 3-0, and uh, the Five Flyers also uh, took the Cardiff Devils to the shootout and won that one 2-1. On Sunday, the Nottingham Panthers beat the Glasgow Clan 4-3 in overtime. The Dundee Stars defeated the Coventry Blaze 2-1 in Dundee. The Manchester Storm and your Belfast Giants, as you know, uh, had a a bit of an entertaining afternoon. The Giants with that overtime win. And the Sheffield Steelers got back to winning ways in Kirkcaldy with that 5-2 win over Fife. Um, as we record tonight, there is a game going on. The Guilford Flames are at the spectrum against the Fife Flyers. And last I saw, that game was one each. Uh, David, I don't know. Do you have standings for me, mate? Gee, you've up here. That's fine. We, we can talk about no, no, I've big. got them.
3: I've got them. have got them. Talk about something. Talk about what they look like or what I.
1: While you're doing there that, uh, Hi, I just say hello and good evening to Jeff Baum's dad, Jeff Baum, who it was great to see in person, by the way, at the SSE Arena. And I told him that I would rep my Autoplex customs mug tonight, no free ads. Um, so good good to see Jeff Baum Sr. Um, and yes, there you go. Uh, the table as it stands, I'm sure it's not uh, a, a new thing to anyone who's watching or listening tonight. I've been looking at it nearly every day as if it's somehow going to change or update. Um, but as you see, your Belfast Giants are top of the league with 72 points from 45 games played in second and with the gaming hand the Sheffield Steelers sit on 68 so four points behind with that game in hand the Cardiff Devils in third with 64 from 47 Nottingham Panthers still in fourth where I feel like they've been all season long with uh, 49 points still quite a way a ways back there and um, from their 45 games played look at the weed on these stars Omar Pasha has pushed the stars into fifth place with 41 wins from 42 games and it's still way, way tight as you go towards the bottom and that all important eighth place for playoff contention, the Glasgow clan sitting in sixth with 43 from 41, the Coventry blaze 38 from 42 and currently in playoff contention, but only two points ahead. The Guilford flames as they are currently tied and could add a big point to that. They're sitting on 38 from 43 and eighth. Out of playoff contention right now, the Manchester Storm on 36 from 45. And in 10th, where they have been all season long, it's the five flyers with 31 points from 44. Mm -hmm. A really, really quick look at a couple of bits of news. There isn't a great deal, boys. Uh, Malcolm Cameron suspended. <laughs> Malcolm Cameron's my favourite person in the league this year. I absolutely cannot get enough of the man's post-game interviews. Uh, he was fined and suspended by DOPS for one game following incidents both uh, during and immediately following their game against uh, Dundee on the 13th of March. Uh, DOPS uh, handed it to that same organisation, the Disciplinary Committee, which deals with issues that fall outside the scope of DOPS, um, and, and he served a suspension. I think this was to do with... Uh, with comments about referees, but I could be wrong. Um, I think he, he had a go at the refs in, in post-game. Um, but uh, another couple of bits, and we'll get back to it. The Glasgow clan and Guilford Flames had a game postponed due to illness within the team, which only came to light on the morning of the game, which was Tuesday the 15th of this month. Um, clan were unable to meet the minimum number of skaters and goalies required to play, um, and then a decision on the outcome of that fixture was made in due course. And... Um, and finally, the Sheffield Arena today announced, Sheff- sorry, excuse me, the Sheffield Steelers today announced a new seven year partnership with Sheffield City Trust, securing their future at the Utilita Arena until the end of season 29 30. Um, and in the current climate and the way things are, stability is everything. Um, but you can get rid of that league table, mate, and we'll take a, a quick look ahead to this weekend before we wrap things up. Um, obviously, your Belfast Giants taking all the Nottingham Panthers in uh a massive doubleheader. They're all massive at this point on Friday the 25th and Saturday the 26th at 7 p.m. Um Simon, I don't know if you've had a chance to, to be around practice or, or chat to any of the boys or whatever, but it goes without saying that they're going to be ready to roll this weekend.
0: No practices yet. They've cut a couple of days off resting after a busy week. So, yeah, will be um, back on the ice tomorrow morning or today as, as you're listening to this. Um, and, yeah, two games against Nottingham and then away
1: against Glasgow next Tuesday. So, big week ahead and uh, Davey, uh, I'll not ask you uh, about your favourite part of the show, talking about games that are coming up this weekend, um, but whenever it's the Nottingham Panthers, regardless of the stage of the season, it's, uh, it's something with a little bit more meaning to Belfast Giant fans of a certain vintage. Uh, are you ready for this one?
3: Uh, I want to beat them in every game we ever play them. It doesn't matter whether it's a dead rubber or the playoff final. You just This is the team that I want to beat. I know that we're up against the Sheffield Steelers in terms of the top of the table, Cardiff of Devils aren't quite out of it yet. We were doing a little bit of number crunching the other day and they have to have a hell of an end of the season to to get themselves back in. If, don't don't uh, count them out as kingmakers, you know, as well. They've got lots of games to play against other teams and uh, you know that'll affect the stands, top and bottom. It was interesting. I was <clears throat> talking to Omar Pasha the other day and he was saying that you know, he wasn't too worried about the Belfast Giants winning the other night. He was more concerned about the, the you know the, the Manchester Storm getting that extra point. As Sam talked about taking it the overtime, you know, he's looking at that bottom half of the table. Although he's sitting in fifth there at the minute, he'll be looking to push on at the Nine Panthers, but he's looking at what's coming up behind him as well. Desperate to, to qualify his team for the for the playoffs and showcase what they can do in, in the postseason. So good luck to pass because we've got a lot of time for him. In terms of the Panthers. You know, we've had really, really strong, strong performances against them this season. No reason why we can't do it again. You know, cliche time again here, Joel. You know, it's all about what we do in this first know, few minutes in I the know. first period. We have got like, some really, really strong starts lately. I'm just hoping that the boys can do it again. One thing for sure, they will be prepped and ready to go.
1: Yeah, those games are this Friday the twenty-fifth and Saturday the twenty-sixth. Both games face off at seven p.m. in what says rightly calls the best hockey arena in the UK, the SSC arena. Tickets are on sale, <clears throat> excuse me, at belfastgiants.com. Grab your tickets, get down to the barn, make some noise for the boys. Every single bomb and every single seat and every single voice and however you support it's uh, it's all important at this stage in the season. If you can't make it down to the arena, Cis will be on Belfast Giants TV for both of those. Uh, games and you can find them through the belfast giants website and also on twitter Um i think we're about to set a new record boys for the shortest of you from the bridge of the season and so before we do that and uh, go and chill out for a little bit does anyone have any other business i
0: have a few actually um i was congratulating. i wanted to say congratulations to solway sharks um i was speaking to uh, jamie thompson earlier on who's assistant coach there alongside um grubb. scott grubb um two ex-teammates of mine and and we kelpd obviously got himself a a challenge cup trophy medal on on uh, wednesday night and then he followed that up with a championship winning trophy uh, on um saturday night so they they're playing this weekend against uh oh god i can't remember who they're playing against this weekend but i was speaking with Jamie, and he says that the nihl north uh they have four games left but there's they were they were beat they beat the second place team whitley Bay who had then folded the week later which I'd only heard about this afternoon, yeah. so whitley Bay and I gone, um, and uh, they'd beat them for the third time in, in the league the week before so that basically because they had to, to cease playing the uh, the Solway Sharks won the game off the off the ice we kill leaves for Talon on Tuesday with GB. Um, so there he's going over this weekend to lift the trophy against um the team that they're playing. I can't remember who it is, uh, who they're playing this weekend. So I was speaking to Jamie, I saying he says that the wee man's got so much better over the last you know four or five months. He's playing a lot of big minutes for them because one of the guys that plays for the Solway Sharks has been away working on the oil rigs. So Kel's had to step up. He started this, he scored the week before last as well. Um, and he's really pleased that the way things are going, he's hoping to hold on to them for another couple of years. while He develops in that league and hopefully has a chance to go full-time with a chance, maybe two, three years' time. So uh, congratulations to Solway, team I used to play for um, previously called Dumfries. But uh, yeah, great to have them um, uh,
1: playing well and and winning trophies because that's what it's all about like it was really lovely to see. Um, I, I'm sure you'll agree. Really lovely to see Kel and Mac get the taste of, of what that championship feeling felt like, and to be on the ice for those celebrations and get those medals hung around their neck. Uh, Davy, as a as a boy from East Belfast yourself, it must uh, give you a lump in the throat to see that, especially <coughs> because of obviously Mac's connection to his dad and uh, and his history with the Giants.
3: Okay, there's some. There were some lovely photographs, and uh, you know, you talked about me talking about making memories. You know we said at the start of the show we were very fortunate that we were able to make our own and take our own pictures, but seeing like pictures with Mac and Stewie together on the ice oh, afterwards, yeah, you know, Kel and being so a part of the team, the the, the guys who have just wanna know Kel and Mac had to watch the game from the sidelines to do with you know the stupidity of the the amount of people you can have on a bench what is it 19 instead of 22 those guys could have could have been sitting on the bench watching that game bring that rule in for the challenge cup whatever that you can have young lads on the bench there's no reason they couldn't have been a part of it and you know deco and Kale and mac getting on the ice afterwards getting their hand in the trophy and being able to skate that up to a, a crowd that you sat in a year or two three years ago <laughs> mac grew up in the room you know and, and so it was really really lovely to see those guys getting that uh you know, they'd be part of the property, part of the celebrations, and they to get that trophy and in, in, in front of an adoring crowd. And I, I seen other things on about just how Mac and Kel have been conducting themselves off the ice around the arena. Mac going and speaking to the people that sponsored his jersey and, you know, just little things, pressing palms, saying thank you, doing Perfect. things the right way, and, and mm-hmm. little things they got stick with people. And it gets, you know, it gets you to support them even more. Two absolutely, I, I don't want to be condescending to call them boys because they're men, two absolutely young gentlemen and very, very polite and all and <clears throat> in the interactions up in the box uh, on, on Wednesday night. So wish them nothing but good luck. I think it's better it to say there to start, you know, 15 points in 19 games for Solway, for for Kale. So he's doing really good things. Apart from getting nice time, he's contributing as well. And when you've got people like Spud Grubb and Jamie Thompson saying really, really good things about it, you have to listen to that. They're people that know what they're talking about.
1: Says you have anything else for any any other business? Yeah, the um, I just want to say a massive
0: thank you to everybody uh, who bid on the jerseys for the uh, Challenge Cup auction, um, for the champions jerseys. Thanks very much. Um, the uh, you know, with six hundred and eighty bids, um, one hundred and seven, one hundred and eighty-two of them coming in the last seven minutes. Oh wow! Um, so snipers. Unfortunately, <laughs> we, we, you know we're not um. The, the way that the auctions works is, is it's not like ebay unfortunately where everything's done for you and all the algorithms are kicked into place and, and it's all accepted we had to manually accept every single bid, so that's what took us a little bit of a time to make sure that all the bids that were valid up until 5 p.m were accepted um but massive thanks to everybody who uh who bet and congratulations to everybody who won on the bids as well so um definitely well-rounded and piece of history which is going to go down the lines in ben lake's shirt um it's definitely the one i would have gone to get my hands on if i could afford it but um yeah definitely brilliant for sure
3: i was talking to says the other day obviously as, as someone he still <clears throat> has a reasonable hockey shirt collection who started many years ago <laughs> don't really reasonable. don't really collect don't really collect as much anymore as what it did you know i blame tom todd kelman on this for for bringing in the subliminated jerseys but i understand from business point of view just how how lucrative this can be for, for the for the organization and that helps us put better players on the ice. So I'm okay with that. But like in terms of something with collectability, yeah, we talked about you'd want the game-winning goal shirt or you'd want, you know, Soizy's shirt or, you know, who scored the second goal? a You know, the captain's shirt scores a goal in the final. Besko coming up with, you know, all these guys have have got their own people that, that follow them and want to buy their shirts and that's great, you know. And uh, as, as far as, you know, goes brilliant for the organization and, and congratulations to the osc on running another great great auction and i suppose can't, can't go past and have 7200 people in the barn without giving the props you says know, talks about it all the time but volunteers and how that all all comes together but james cover put on a you know i suppose gloves would be the sort of operations guy on on the day and has, he's got his team around him at barzo and all those people that help out but you know cap tip you can give one nursing year the only one cap on but Glover for putting on an absolutely fantastic event in the SSE and, and proving again that Belfast does it best. What I love about that is that you you know you get to look around
1: after a championship win and see the number of people where that individually means so much to them. I remember going over on the ice and giving like Austin Benson a really big hug and and you know saying to him that he deserves it and being able to kind of slap boys in the back like Robbie and obviously all the arena operations team. There's so many people you know Michael Barr Ross that, that you just you know the the go on song uh, all, all season long. It's really lovely that everyone gets a little tiny bit of ownership in their own way of something like that and just a wee moment to to appreciate uh, what they've achieved and Taf obviously. <laughs> there was a
0: somebody had um, last weekend's game somebody had wrapped Robbie's car in cling film <laughs> <laughs> I saw the photo actually in yeah. that car park you got no cover. idea who it was you know nah. it was just it just came out and it was like that just bizarre
1: that's so it's strange, a, yeah.
0: what we'll, a stranger. There's obviously a bit
3: of ownership being taken there, but we'll, we'll see. Not, it's nothing <laughs> to do with
1: me. It's stranger. absolutely nothing to
0: do with
3: me. It says, are you able, just as a, as a closing, I know where we're going to try and keep it under the, the arm, we're 57, 45. Are you able to tell the story that started when you me, and Taff and at the lunch? What one? The the, the Besco Or is that for a different uh, no, time? No, well, we
0: can, we can. Um, so besco is be a wee bit of a tradition that he likes um he likes a cake he likes a bun um yes, before the yeah. games and um i've been bad i've been bad i bought him a wee portuguese tart um uh, probably a month or so ago and every home game now he gets his portuguese tart well <laughs> um i go to edge coffee on the game day i buy the
3: bun portuguese bun tart. bun may we
0: add a bun yes bun um it's not a cake but it's a bun um no, and just... i went to Edge coffee to buy the bun um and uh, they didn't have any left. Oh man, this is, on, this is on game. This is cup final day, and I'm sitting go God, we need to get we need to get one. And I was that close to driving to Port Stewart where the. the- <laughs> <I believe. laughs> I'm very so. So there was a bit with William and Park coming <clears throat> come in from Edge who owns Edge Coffee, and he had the idea to go next door. Um, who there's another place next door that sell them. They're not as good, but so staff, really. funny and staff, which is. uh uh, scott conway's girlfriend she went in and bought one for us brought it back in which i really appreciate but they just weren't right i had
1: it <laughs>
0: Davey, uh, <laughs> as soon as davy bit into it i knew they weren't right so
2: it's not enough out, they have to be
0: right I put, I put a tweet out on uh on twitter funny enough um and a lovely girl called selena mclean uh came back to us like, Im- immediately she okay. came back to us and said well i'm in co- i just basically fed is around a bit up in port Corey in port rush area could they do me a favor before the game? And she said, yeah, I live in just outside Coleraine. Um, what do you need, done? So I got in contact with her. She went to the bake shop in, in uh, Port Rush, Port Stewart, sorry, got them, brought them to the game at six That's o'clock. Desko had his bun, and he's a Challenge Cup champion. <laughs>
1: these, these are the stories. That is my favorite story from the entire Cup Final Day. That is so, fantastic. Thank you
0: very much, Selena. I really yeah. do appreciate your efforts and time and, and everything into it, and we
1: looked up, oh, we made sure she got a wee memento from, from the locker room to make sure that uh, she'll not forget that in her eye. You want to talk about the attention to detail from the staff around the Belfast Giants to make sure these players have everything they need for success. There's a, a Portuguese tart driven from the North Coast, so the best goes ready to roll. Uh, boys, we are just over the hour. Anybody else get anything else for any other business? <laughs> Says you no, have enough? Done. You I'm done. All done, mate. No problem. Listen, as we say, every game is a playoff game. If you can, get down to the barn this weekend, cheer on your Belfast Giants against the Nottingham Panthers. If you can't, hit up BelfastGiants.tv and Simon Kitchen will be there to call all of the action. Um, So I think Patrick Smith says, wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey and we will catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.